Welcome to the fourth episode of the third season of Breadcrumbs, our youth ministry podcast at Bread of Life Church. I'm Jason Lowe, the youth pastor. Our theme this season is Where God Has Taken Me, My Spiritual Journey. And this month, our guest is a special one. This month, we are joined by Will Tai, formerly a member of the Bread of Life College Fellowship and a high school fellowship counselor. Will has graciously accepted an invitation to serve as the next youth minister at Bread of Life. So for me, there's a tremendous sense of excitement for this episode, as you get a first extended look at Will's journey to this season of his life and this season of the Bread of Life youth ministry. Through our conversation, you'll get answers to questions like, who is Will? And how did the Lord cultivate a passion for students and student ministry in will that has led him to this opportunity to serve at Bread of Life. So, without any additional introduction, here's Will's story. All right, so Will, it is extraordinarily exciting for me to sit down and and have this conversation with you. I, I, I think about the future of the Bread of Life Youth Ministry, and I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, because of how well I know you and your love and your passion, not just for youth, but even for the youth at Bread of Life. So this is this podcast episode, I think, is uh, a special one for me. And so I'm, I'm glad that we're able to sit down and, and talk about these things. Yeah, same here. I'm uh, excited to do this. <clears throat> so you uh, started coming to Bread of Life when you were in college, when you were a freshman at UCLA. Yeah. Uh, what year was that? Uh, 2006. 2006. Okay. So you're originally from Northern California. Can you share with us a little bit about your journey to get to UCLA before you were introduced to Bread of Life or you know, any of the people here? My, my dad is a, was a Christian. Um, my mom is not. And so actually growing up, I didn't actually go to church uh, until my brother invited me after my freshman year, the summer of high school. And, uh, and your brother's older? Right. Yeah, my brother's uh, six and a half years older okay. uh, than me. So he was in college already at the time. And yeah, he invited me to his church. Uh, it's called uh, CFC San Jose, Chinese for Christ. And yeah, that's where I grew up learning the faith and, and just learning what church looks like. Um, I started going to the youth group there, the youth pastor there, uh, Joey Wang was a really big influence and still is to this day. Still one of my, I would say mentors. I would say early on, both my brother and, and this, uh, my pastor Joey were huge influences on my life in terms of my faith and just seeing how they walked really molded and showed me what, um, what a Christian should look like and what we should be striving for. And so it was a consistent through high school, um, youth group, church Sundays. And I think one of the, if I were to name like a turning point or like the, the moment that I, I really gave my life to Christ would be on a Mexico mission trip. So what year was it that you went to the Mexico mission trip? Uh, 2005. Okay. So that was after your junior year. Junior year, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. In that trip, God really just like, he just kind of, in a sense, humbled me to the point where I just, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my life uh, to you. And 
yeah and so that if i were to say that's when i really believed in christ for the first time um fully uh that would be the moment and yeah and, and on top of that like my dad also later on um in life he really became more devoted to just reading the word and sharing um just about god with us with me and my brother um and with my mom too and then also uh like the high school retreats after my first year in college actually counseled at a high school retreat that was also formative as well yeah uh just really seeing the joy and satisfaction and peace that can be found in christ has always been uh kind of my anchor um throughout my christian life okay okay so then college applications and acceptances, uh, you decided UCLA. Uh, how did you find your way to Bread of Life? Yeah. Funny thing is, with my brother, I went to Cal Berkeley. And oh, okay. I, uh, like growing up or in high school, I'm like, oh, I, I got I to go, I got, I go to Cal too and join my brother or at least be, you know, another uh, Cal bear. Turns out. I did not get into Cal, <laughs> and uh, when I got to UCLA, um, then uh, before I even like stepped foot on campus, I emailed um, Karen Wu, who was from my home church, uh, CSD, um, and just asked her, yeah, oh, what like fellowships, what churches uh, are out, are on campus, like what would you recommend? And she was already going to Bread of Life at the time, and I, th- I think she had just graduated actually. And so, yeah, so that was one of the churches I checked out uh, my first week and, you know, kind of the first quarter of, of college. And it definitely drew me. I think in some sense, it is a lot like my home church, but a little bit bigger, but kind of the, the culture is very similar, but also mainly the, the college fellowship, like um, meeting a bunch of my fellow collegians and the, the people in the college fellowship really bonded with them and just felt really loved and accepted and yeah just uh excited to kind of kind of develop relationships with with, with these different people yeah so that, that's kind of just how i came to bread uh, basically in that first year i think near the end of that first quarter i was basically committed to yeah staying with bread for college so it was pretty quick the decision to uh land at bread of life and become a part of the college fellowship yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I definitely, I checked out, you know, a few other churches uh, in the first few weeks as well. But then I think because of the kind of care and attention that a lot of the collegians at UCLA, the Bread of Life Fellowship showed, like it was like, oh yeah, like this is where I want to be. Yeah, yeah. So the years that you were in the Bread of Life College Fellowship, uh, can you just talk about your, that journey uh, for you and what it was like and even opportunities to to do ministry at Bread of Life and the yeah. impact that all of that had on you? Yeah, college was, yeah, very formative in my faith. And since since call, uh, you, the Bread of Life UCLA fellowship was is relatively small, um, we all had to chip in and we all had to kind of serve and kind of uh, really be involved with e- each other and with the, the fellowship. And I think that really formed um, kind of the ministry of like relationship and yeah, yeah, just practicing, you know, getting to really know people and really having good talks with, with uh, one another. And then also eventually I was, you know, helping lead the college fellowship and serving in that way. 
Yeah, and, and just wanting to invest in, like later on when I'm a junior or senior, wanting to invest in the younger people who come and really want to see them grow and really stick with the faith. And then outside of like college, like, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to then serve uh, at YSC as a counselor and serve in different ways around church. Uh, Do you remember the first year you counseled at YSC? Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, the, first, <laughs> <laughs> the first year I counseled at YSC was, was that, that's what kind of set a fire for me um, in terms of wanting to do youth ministry. Okay. And, what, like, what year was that? Uh, 2008. 2008. Yeah. Uh, summer after sophomore year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, do you remember your, your, uh, your campers? Uh, yes. Chris, Chris Lowe, Austin Wong, Kyle, who was one of their friends, Steven, uh, and then um, Tommy Doe. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, that first year, I remember one of the, the like, cabin devos that we had was on worship and kind of what it means to be worshiping genuinely um, rather than kind of just following along with what people are doing mm. and yeah I, I just kind of spoke from the heart with them and just shared like what does it mean to really worship God what does it mean to love God I remember like it was either that night or the next night I just watching you know everyone worship and yeah just like seeing my campers worship and then at least I felt and I just I felt such a a burden and such a just a love and wanting them to really worship genuinely worship God with all their heart and in that moment God again just like broke me and like just I think he gave me a glimpse of how he sees uh these youth um how he sees us like how he sees like he he sees us broken and, and like he wants us to come to him. Hans wants us to to really know him and 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 worship him, worship him truly. And so, yeah, I remember. I think I actually spoke at the campfire at that YSC, mm-hmm. and he's saying, "Oh, this is my first time counseling." But then, and then I even ended saying, "Like, like I'm not sure what I'm gonna do after college, but I can see myself doing this forever." And yeah. <laughs> And, so that and, was the moment yeah. you, you first YSC and then boom, in 2021, uh, <laughs> you're the youth minister at Bread of Life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So there are a lot of years in between that first YSC, uh, the impact that it had on you and arriving uh, at this moment where you're about to finish seminary and you've been invited and accepted to serve as the next youth minister. When did you decide that you wanted to start seminary? Yeah, so so after that first YSC, I went home uh, with my mom and I told her, like, hey, mom, I, and my mom, like, reminder, my, my mom's not Christian. So I told her, uh, hey, mom, I think, I think I like, could see myself being a youth pastor. And she, uh, she wasn't too thrilled about that. Not, she's not the typical Asian parent, but she expects or wants her children to have security, safety, not so many struggles and difficulties in life. And so she thought you pastor as like, well, one, you're, you're wasting your college degree or like, um, you know, you're not taking advantage of all the things that you've been given kind of. And so basically she, she told me, and at that time, you know, I'm still young. Um, 
I'm still kind of under her guidance in a sense, right? And she told me, you know, why don't you work for a couple of years and then see if that passion, that, you know, desire still lives on essentially. Um, and so, yeah, I did. I worked a secular job for a few years. And uh, uh, wait, let me pause there because a lot of people know that you've worked in a particular job for a long time, but <laughs> it's more than one person that I've talked to that doesn't know what it is that you have been doing for the past like decade or so. <laughs> can you give, can you give us like a 30 second rundown of what it is that Will Tai has been doing for the past like 10, 11 years? Yeah. Um, so I us in my, for college, I, a lot of people know that I was like a math major in college, but I have a specialization in programming. And that programming is actually what I'm doing <laughs> or what I've been doing for the past 10 years. Um, I do data programming for a marketing analytics company. And essentially <laughs> I take data and I make it, I make it all clean and uh, usable and readable. And you can like do different graphs and models on it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's programming. It's computer programming. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, so what is it that your company asks you to do for them? Like the modeling that you, uh, that you do, how do they use that? Okay. So, so, you know, like Excel files, basically we get different files in different formats with, you know, they'll look, you know, they have different data in it. Yeah. Essentially like different ways that they're spending money to advertise their company. And I take all that data, and even though like they all look different and stuff, I data programming is transforming data to look a certain format, and so I make all those files format the same essentially. So you you take a lot of varied looking things and you make them uniform so that it can be more easily digested by exactly. whoever needs to understand the data. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, I, I think that's what most people are listening to this podcast to find out because <laughs> Will Ty's job has been a mystery for a long time. Um, okay. So you worked for a couple of, your mom said work for a couple of years. And, and so you went and you found a job, uh, started working. Yeah. So then after, yeah, after a couple of years of working, um, there was another kind of random moment. Um, actually in, I remember pretty clearly in Sunday service. I was always still thinking about seminary in the back of my mind. Um, but then one random Sunday on, in service, I think there's a song that we we're singing, kind of take up the cross. This, this wasn't the words, but like the, the message that was like, take up the cross, you know, put all your burdens on me, essentially. And basically I came away from that Sunday and feeling just like, you know what, I, I want to just fight the bullet and I'm just going to start seminary and just see kind of where that leads. Um, see if, if it is, if it, if it is even for me and like, if I, um, you know, still feel passionate about doing it, learning it, learning, um, you know, the word and, and, and all, all that seminary provides. And so I started that uh, part-time, I uh, still was working uh, full-time the whole time. And so that was started in fall, 2013, uh, I graduated college in 2010 so it's about yeah about three years after um and uh yeah so I fall 2010 just started with one class um I think for the first uh few years I took one class at a time maybe singled in an extra class uh, per semester 
but yeah, that's that, that's how it's been since uh, 2013. Now it's May, or it's going to be May 2021. So that's going to be eight full years. <laughs> An eight-year train finally arriving at the station. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think through it all, like in the middle, like of my submarine journey, it's kind of like I couldn't really see the the, the light at the end of the tunnel. I was kind of just like, you know, just trying to just get through, and in in many sense, it it feels like a blur a little bit too, just because eight years ago was a long time, and I don't remember exactly what I learned back then. But I think it has shaped me in terms. I think it's shown me like I've almost like I've shown myself like I can persevere through um, just this like a constant kind of like I can see through I can see things through to the end essentially. And through those eight years, right, I, I was serving at Bread of Life Youth Youth Ministry, and and so that was you know kind of always. Uh, there and kind of I could see from that that I still wanted to do youth ministry I still you know had the passion for it yeah I wouldn't recommend <laughs> uh, an eight-year journey to anyone but continue to be a good story to tell <laughs> um, so during those eight years did you did you doubt uh, and wonder if youth ministry was going to be uh, the final destination if it was something that where you would continue to do data programming into your middle middle adult years. Yeah, I think I even going into uh, data programming and working, I always felt like I don't want to do this for for like the rest of my life. Um, I had that kind of mindset, partly because of seminary, probably because of the passion of, of doing youth ministry. And then through seminary, there was Still, yeah, the, definitely, doubts definitely came up. Things like just, like, what is it going to look like at, at the end? Like, can I even do it? Can I be a youth pastor? Um, will I do it well? I think also, like, towards the middle of it, also, it's just like, oh, man, this is <laughs> taking me so long. Um, yeah, what will, I even, what will I even think? What will it even look like at the end uh, of the tunnel? Yeah, so those, those things are definitely definitely popped in, popped into my mind. Mm-hmm. Switching gears a little bit, mid, mid-seminary mid stream, uh, you met a wonderful woman and uh, you and Allie got married in 2016, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how has she been a part of the, the seminary journey and even the consideration of the opportunity at Bread of Life? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know, backing up even a little bit, I mean, Maybe you can you can tell us a little bit about who Ali is, what she's like, just so that mm-hmm. you know people who haven't met her yet can can get to know her a little bit. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So we met in 2015, and like I said, we got married in 2016. And she went to UCSD. Um, she knows, or she was actually good friends with uh, Sarah Chen, who some, some people may know. Um, yeah, uh, Jessica's older sister, Jessica Chen's yeah, older Jessica sister. Chen's older sister. Yeah, and so. When we met, she knew I was in seminary. Um, she knew like that was kind of my my hope was to become a youth pastor eventually. And I think in some sense that like although she couldn't, she didn't like see herself as a like pastor's wife in terms of us getting to know each other and kind of starting a relationship. Like that gave her kind of I guess 
uh, ease in terms of, oh, okay, he must be a godly man. <laughs> but, uh, and I think I gave her parents ease as well, too. <laughs> okay. And they're they're, uh, they're Christians uh, as well. But uh, about her, she's, yeah, she's, um, it, for most people that meet her, they, uh, they'll see that she's, she's with people, she's energetic and bubbly and, yeah, will will really uh, engage with people. And then <laughs> when she gets home, she does need to decompress and uh, she's definitely more of an introvert at heart. But when she's with people, she's really with people, um, which is you know something that um, I love and I think um, people love about her. Mm. Um, in terms of, yeah, uh, throughout the seminary journey, um, she uh, just has supported me the whole way through. Um, she, she understands and, she, and there's, you know, there's times uh, where, you know, I have to finish a paper at the study for exam and I, I do need to like just set aside time away from her and I know it, it can't be easy, but she has, yeah, been able to sacrifice and yeah, really support me throughout the whole journey and then even, you know, finishing seminary and kind of when we started thinking about, okay, what's the future going to look like? Yeah, she's, been on board uh she still feels if you ask her she feels unqualified or not ready to be a pastor's wife but but like like a lot of things in her life she just like she takes the challenge and she'll kind of just go with it and see kind of where it leads i think the same way this challenge of like me changing professions changing jobs us going back to better life it's a challenge but um we know that you know god's faithful and that he'll always yeah be with us and yeah we can just always trust that he knows what, what's best what's best for us and she's just always been supportive in that way and, and she's looking forward to um just kind of what it's going to look like with the youth um and knowing that we are um kind of we're definitely going to be investing in the church like kind of what different opportunities and what different relationships will start to develop um i think we're excited for that that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for the youth to get to know her too. She's a lot of fun. <laughs> what are your hopes for the youth at Bread of Life? What, what is it that you want them to really internalize, you know, embrace? What do you want for the youth ministry at Bread of Life to look like? I mean, first of all, I'll say, like, I mean, serving at the youth for with the youth for you know the eight years under Jason uh, under you um I'll first say like you know thank you Jason <laughs> for just all the years and just investing in the youth and kind of uh, definitely being a, uh, one of my mentors as well in terms of just showing like what does it mean to uh, really invest in the youth and really want to care for them and and even how is it what does it mean to form a youth ministry a cohesive one that that really yearns to see these youth not only know the Bible and know their faith, but to live it out, you know, when they go to college or post-college. Um, so in that sense, I feel like the, the youth ministry, the youth at all do already have, in a sense, this culture and this kind of, that you've given them the vision of just wanting to grow through, through the youth ministry and then be able to be sent out as disciples, as uh, witnesses for Christ uh, in the world. And I mean, that 
I, I agree <laughs> that that's the culture that I would want to see too. And I would want the youth to be, in a sense, trained and really equipped with all the tools of, of the faith that can really help them endure through uh, different hardships and different challenges that may come their way in their daily life. I would want them to really know the word, you know, stand for truth. And especially in today's world, like, you know, 10 years ago, I, didn't, I definitely did not face the same challenges and um, that the youth today face. And there will be more opposition, I feel like, um, from their peers and from the world in terms of their faith, in terms of opposing their faith and what they believe in. And so I think my hope, the hope for the youth is really to stand firm and to be um, a light to their communities, their environments, that Christ is more than enough for them in light of all the other things that are happening in the world. And that, that they can see that Christ is the only hope that we have. And, and I think the hope would be that, so that whoever comes through youth ministry will really feel that they know who Christ is and uh, why it is important and is essential to believe in, in him. And that they have all the knowledge and all the opportunity to come to know Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also I would want the youth to be like really integrated within the life of the church. I think, I mean, already like, you know, we have young, older, you know, counselors who are mentoring younger uh, students and yeah, I would love to continue that. And I wouldn't want the youth to see themselves as this, as this like completely separate entity to like their parents or to to other older people at church but really see older folks as people who have walked the christian walk you know through college through um young adult through their whole life uh, stages and have continued to persevere and kind of see that as something oh wow that's awesome that they still believe in christ how do i also maintain a faith that is enduring as lasting um, and can really learn from them. That's great. I, I really look forward to seeing the youth ministry in a few years and uh, to see what it looks like with, with your imprint on it. I think that'll be really exciting. One last question, a little bit lighter. What does Will Tai enjoy? Like what, you know, besides Jesus, what is, what does Will Tai do for fun? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Sports is always, that's always my number one kind of uh, answer to that question. Um, I've always loved sports growing up. Pretty much name any sport, I've, I've kind of at least dabbled in it and, um, but, and really enjoy playing all, all types of sports. Yeah, uh, basketball in particular, tennis, more recently been playing a lot of golf. <laughs> and so, and, uh, and then also just watching, watching sports as well, following my sports teams, go Warriors. <laughs> and, uh, but then, yeah, on top of that, I mean, Ali and I, we like eating good food. Uh, we're always uh, looking for good food and especially good boba as well. <laughs> Whenever we go to like the 626 area, we're always looking for, okay, what, 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 what boba place are we going to this time? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
the options have in in the South Bay have improved over the years. Yeah, I know it's it's, it's crazy. I'm I'm actually <laughs> I'm looking forward to being in Torrance to yeah just, uh, <laughs> explore the <laughs> the food scene more too. Um, so less less meeting up with people over a cup of coffee and more meeting up with people over uh, over a boba. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are like those are like two two main kind of like things that uh, that we do. I think uh, also just like I mean investing in, in relationships. I like I like having good talks. Those times when you can um, really have a genuine conversation with someone and really hear their heart. That's what really encourages me. And really, I feel like when those relationships uh, happen, when those conversations happen, God is working in those to kind of mold and shape our thinking and our, our lives to be to be more intertwined, um, to be the body of Christ and to really share in each other's joys and our sadnesses. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to doing that too. That's great. I know I've enjoyed our friendship over the years, especially as it's grown serving alongside you. And it's exciting for me to think about uh, you being the one to follow me and I'm excited to see how the Lord will use you uh, in this community. And uh, I think, I think the youth ministry is in good hands. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's, that's a huge answer to prayer for me. So yeah. thanks for setting aside a little bit of time. I know there will be ample opportunity moving forward for everyone to get to know you, but uh, this is just a, a little glimpse of your story and I'm excited for your, the next chapter of that story to, include the youth here at bread yeah thanks jason <laughs> it's time for three thoughts three reflections on the conversation first we should praise god for his faithfulness god's provision of will as he is finishing his eight-year seminary journey is amazing grace to our bread of life family and to the youth ministry to have someone whose passion for students began in our community and at YSC step in to lead the youth is a great reason to rejoice. Second, walking the path of faith in Jesus Christ requires perseverance. I finished seminary in four years. That felt like quite a while. It's hard to imagine eight years. And Will's first hint that God was calling him to pastoral ministry happened in 2008, 13 years ago. And even though there were ups and downs during that time, Will was mindful of God's call and his conviction for his future. Your journey will be different than his, but it will still require perseverance. But keep walking. It's worth it. And then third, Will will need our support. Will is definitely equipped for the task ahead of him, but he'll need help. He needs help from the youth counselors, from the youth, from the youth parents, and from the entire Bread of Life community. I encourage you, show him and Allie the same love and trust that you've shown me and Abby all these years. Pray for him, hold him accountable, and give glory to God as we witness together the work of his spirit through will 
in our community. I hope you enjoyed meeting Will, and I hope you are blessed by him as much as I have been. Thanks for joining us. See you next month.